Hey guys, this is Alexis Lewis, CEO of Growth Group and your music money mentor. And today I'm going to tell you the three things you need to know to be able to deduct almost anything for your music business on your taxes. Let's go. As you guys know, taxes can be kind of confusing. Has anybody ever had like confusion around their taxes? Yeah, all right. And they can also be kind of chaotic. Um, but today I'm going to show you how taxes can also be creative. Is that all right? Okay, so what I want you to understand is how to change your facts so that you can lower your taxes. All right, and so taxes are all built around what you do. Okay, so it has to be specific to your industry and specific to your business. And I also want you to leave here today with some tools to know kind of how to navigate this entire system of taxes, all right? And then the last thing I definitely want to make sure that you know is how to organize all those paper receipts like your hotel receipts and meals from last night and maybe some drinks later, okay? The reason that you want to pay less in taxes is so that you have more money. Money to take vacations, money to maybe buy your first house, money to get married and have a wedding. I'm getting married in October, so we're definitely saving up for that. All right, so you guys work hard for your money. Maybe you have a music studio, or do we have any music studio? All right, do we have anybody whose goal is to create a um, music academy? Okay, we've got one. And then anybody else, are you guys gigging on the side? What, what do we have in here? Yeah. yeah, we've got some music teachers. You guys are employees, maybe a few of you. Okay. Church jobs. Okay. All right. So we've got some church musicians too, and people who run their own studios. Maybe have some private lessons students on the side as well. All right. Good. Good. Good to know. Sorry, somebody said. University professor, all right, good deal. All right, so we've got kind of a little bit of everybody in here. So we're gonna get started, and we're, what I really want you guys to understand is that we're gonna put some maneuvers in place. Maneuvers require skill, and re maneuvers require some creativity and some careful planning, okay? Nothing we're gonna talk about in here is illegal, so these maneuvers are not centered around deception, okay? Everything that I do, I hold a license and I have to keep that, so nothing that we're gonna do is, you know, shady, all right? So we're not gonna do any shady stuff, it's all gonna be perfectly legal, all right? But we're gonna work on your tax situations and how all of this, even the new Trump, Trump tax plan for 2018, how that affects you as well, because I'm sure that's kind of like, uh, it's been the same for like the last, what, 35 years older than I am, and now it's all going to change, and so I'll kind of discuss that as well today, all right? So there are three ways that you can deduct things, and ways that you have to be able to kind of navigate through your taxes to make sure that they're actually deductible, okay? Um, that you can take all of the write-offs and knock-offs and all the rest of that stuff that you want. The first thing that has to be present is that it has to have a business purpose, okay? So it has to be ordinary and necessary in your field of work. So what a dentist does is going to be different than what a music teacher does. So the IRS isn't expecting to see the same type of deductions necessarily on one return and the next. So the tax code is very specific to where it has to apply to your industry. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what the business purpose would require, all right? So let's say that um, you purchase, I don't know, I don't own video games. Does anybody have, what's the newest like 
Xbox system thing. Somebody knows. Nobody? Okay, okay, maybe not. <laughs> Nobody plays video games in here? Okay, that's cool. But if you, let's say somebody bought a video game system, okay? Then in that regard, and normally that wouldn't seem like a business expense. It would seem like something personal. But what happens when you buy Guitar Hero? If you are a private music studio teacher? What happens if you buy Wii Music? Or you buy Rock Band? Maybe those things can be, that's how the tax code gets creative, right? Because you have to filter things into applying to your own, your own situation, okay? So uh, Xbox 360, I bought one for a, a boyfriend in the past. While it may not be deductible for him and his business, it may be for you and yours, okay? So we, that's how you have to kind of work through things and describe what is the business purpose of this item that you just bought, okay? The second thing that has to apply is that it has to, you have to know the price. So how much did it cost you? You guys are taking notes? What was number one? A purpose. And number two is? Oh, you guys are so good at this. I was like so nervous about teaching in front of teachers because you guys do this every day. And I'm normally like behind my computer and not in front of people as often. But you guys are great. Okay, so. The second thing is you have to know the price. So in order to keep up with the price of things, you're going to have to have some substantiation, some receipts, right? Or a, a bank statement that shows that you paid for it. So my recommendation with that is that you use a credit or a debit card. Why? Because there's a paper trail. Um, with, when you're using cash to pay for things, it's just not the greatest way to do things. Um, simply because there's not a paper trail. So if you buy a used um, instrument of some type, I know we have a lot of pianists if you play piano. All right, what else, who, what, who plays other instruments? Nobody? Just pianists. <laughs> okay, that's cool too. Um, do we have any vocal teachers? Okay, we got one here in the front row. All right, so anytime you guys buy instruments or materials and things like that, try using a debit card or a credit card. That way there's a bank statement and there's a, um, tra a way to paper track that, okay? Um, and then once you have obviously that stuff done, you also want to keep a receipt. Um, and I definitely recommend that you try to get e-receipts when possible. There's a lot of places that now they can email you the receipt directly. Um, and that way you can easily keep track of like what you spent and have substantiation for what the price was. Because the IRS can audit you three years behind, right? So. Right now it's 2018, so they can audit your 2014 tax return that you filed in 2015. And obviously we're gonna go back and say, okay, what was the pricing of this or that? And it can kind of get confusing. So I know the price seems like something that would seem like it was obvious, but we normally also wanna have a receipt or some type of substantiation for that. Um, and while I know it can seem a little daunting, like ugh, I don't wanna keep, I bought $20 worth of you know, food from the, the hotel yesterday. I don't wanna keep a receipt for that. The good thing is there's an exception and you only have to do up to $75. But even if you've done the first two tax maneuvers, you know the purpose and you know the price, you still have to prove that the event occurred. And that's where our last requirement comes in. You have to know the period, the time period. You must know when something was purchased. Again, I know this may seem basic, but when it's three years later, it can get really confusing or practically impossible to remember when you purchase something. So here's what I recommend. You need to save your electronic bank statements. 
because on your bank statements that will show you at least the date who the vendor was and the amount and so you'll definitely have that date that time period when something was purchased and then also you want to use a bank account that is completely separate from your personal expenses because in your personal bank account, you pay for your daughter's bake sale, cupcakes, or bar crawls with your buddies, and that's not for business. And so it helps you to keep everything more organized, and it also lets you know when something happened, which is the time period. So if you have any questions about the three tax maneuvers that I talked about today, send me an email. Actually, I want you to reply to this email and let me know what you thought about this training. And once you do so, I'll send you a special gift. Sound like a deal? I'll look forward to hearing from you. Bye.